0: There's kind of two sides to this sort of payout that we've been talking about here. In the same way that I mentioned that there's like, since it's so complex and there's like these odd proportions and even as there's been more users, like the payout hasn't really grown for artists. In fact, it's kind of gotten smaller. As big as Spotify keeps growing, the more users they have, et cetera, they still have to give back 70% of those revenues, more or less to the artists. So no matter how big they get, how how big their pot of money gets because of so many users, it's always going to we have to give back 70 percent. And as you grow, your costs increase. And so they just haven't gotten to that sort of Goldilocks level yet where they have uh, been able to become profitable and which is part of the reason why they're getting into podcasting, which is a lot less expensive for Spotify.
1: This is The Way Podcast.
0: The militias needed to have a heads up that oh, I was coming. I personally think they didn't, you know, like chess. So that's how deep the addiction goes. You know, I've been incarcerated most of my life. Having know. a conversation with They've been given no option, either join or die. Snipers, and it was
1: a military. J. Cole came and hung out most of the choir session. I'm standing at the studio glass, looking out into the studio. If you want to know more about The Way Podcast, go to PodcastTheWay.com. This is The Way Podcast on FM 91.7, WHUS stores at the top of the hour, and also on 90.3 WRIU South Kingston at the top of the hour. Today, I'll be talking with Mark Dent. He's a journalist who wrote an article about Spotify and the predatory practices it does to keep its revenue so high while also hurting artists. Pretty much every artist out there actually is sort of victim to what's going on right now. So we're going to talk about Spotify and this music industry. To find more information, go to podcastaway.com, Share, like, review, give a five-star rating. Every little bit helps. Go to podcastaway.com. yeah, I saw your article about Spotify. But what made you even want to write this article about Spotify in general?
0: Well, uh, you know, about a month ago, <laughs> as you know the listeners probably certainly remember, um you know, Neil Young came out and he announced that he wanted to have his label remove all of his catalog from Spotify. and they ended up removing most of it because of Joe Rogan um, has you know been a fairly controversial podcaster over the last couple of years for Spotify. And, uh, you know, Neil Young in particular uh, was upset about some of his uh, podcasts related to COVID and vaccines and such. And, uh, you know, Neil Young has also had a beef with Spotify, believe it or not, because of its audio quality for a few years. So it wasn't like his first time getting frustrated with Spotify. But that sort of news sort of made me want to look more into uh, what to me was like this greater issue at hand uh, among musicians like Neil Young, and especially among musicians who are not as well known as Neil Young. And uh, uh, that issue is that Spotify does not compensate artists particularly well. And I wanted to really like look into Spotify's finances and the way that they pay artists and why uh, the way that they pay them is usually not a good deal for the artists.
1: Also, side note, the audio quality kind of surprises me because I like download my music and I'm always over my download limit because I always like to click the high quality option. Is that high
0: quality still not cutting it? I mean, a- according to, uh, you know, Neil Young knows obviously more than I do about audio quality, but you know, he- he's not the only one who's voiced that complaint. And, 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 you know, weirdly enough, in the music industry, I would say... Even pre-Spotify, you know, certainly for the last few years, though, there has been uh, a complaint that the way that music is recorded and the way that it is played uh, in in most of the forms that we listen to now, it's not quite the same as it was. And it's not even just one of those like people looking back fondly uh, with nostalgia, you know, at the 80s or the 90s or something like that, there is actual um, sort of evidence that shows that, uh, we're not quite listening to it the same way.
1: Is it them just cutting corners? Like they don't produce it as much, or is it like they try to save data or something?
0: I I could, you know, I could give a better answer if I were a sound engineer, but it, it has to do with volume in some ways. Right. So, uh, like it used to be, I believe recorded at a, uh, at a different sort of, uh, volume, I guess, if you will and uh the way that it's recorded now is not the same nor when it is nor when it is played on some of these platforms is it the same as it used to be and it creates uh just a sound that is not pure to uh to the ears of people who actually know these things
1: it kind of makes me happy because i actually got into collecting records and i have like 20 on me it costs money it's an expensive hobby but i just love it
0: Yeah, that's that's far more pure than uh, if if you're listening to records from like the, you know, 80s, 90s, 70s, then uh, people who who are in the know would probably tell you that that's the way to go.
1: Yeah, I do. So I listen to that higher quality than people with their Spotify and streaming, even though I have my own Spotify account. Like the main topic at hand was the underpaying artists. And in your article, I'm probably gonna say the name uh, wrong, but Saudi Dupius. Yes, Uh, Sadie
0: Dupuis.
1: uh, Sadie Dupuis. She said, "Um, I don't know any artist who feels like their career has been made better by Spotify. I mean, it's just not Neil Young. It's pretty much every artist is experiencing the same dilemma with Spotify."
0: Yeah, I, and and that I'm glad you pointed that out. That quote really, you know, struck a chord with me because when I kind of went into this article and started interviewing a few artists, I expected that some of them might give an answer along the lines of. Spotify has not exactly been a great help to me financially, but maybe it's given me more exposure, which has maybe led to yeah, that's you know, greater think. fame or money down the road. And I found that that really wasn't the case, especially for these sort of like middle class artists, if you will, like, you know, people like Sadie Dupuis, who are very popular by, you know, a lot of metrics, but are, are certainly not superstars. And they, um, yeah, they have just found that uh, it, it doesn't work out for them, but interestingly enough, even for the superstars, who they do end up making a lot of money uh, from Spotify from streaming, but that's only because their songs are streamed almost an yeah. impossible amount of times. I mean, you're talking hundreds of millions of times, uh, maybe a billion <laughs> times in the case of people like Travis Scott, um, you know, Taylor Swift, Drake. They have songs that have been streamed that often, and. So they do end up getting a decent amount of money. It's just not what you would think for, um, you know, I mean, just imagine that a billion streams and um, the payout for that still comes down to uh, around a third of a cent and, and, or I'm sorry. um, Yeah, a third of a cent and the artist doesn't even get that full third of a cent.
1: Yeah, because I mean, my initial reaction is stream that is sorry. Yeah, actually, right here, I have um, a few notes. Yeah, 0.00348 cents per stream. So basically a third. Oh, my God. But also my first reaction is, oh, these people are like rich. Does it even matter if they don't get that full money? They're already loaded. But another stat from your article was only 2% of Spotify artists earn more than 1K per year. So if you have like a bunch of intermediate, I have a lot of friends who like to make music or a lot of people just trying to break through. They can't even make enough money to like sustain possibly making it big. You don't know the next Neil Young probably can't even become the next Neil Young because they're getting paid so little.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's interesting. It's it's kind of like Spotify in some ways can give uh you know artists who are starting out a way to kind of like you know feel legitimate. They're on Spotify and and supposedly. Uh, if they get on some of their playlists, uh, like Spotify is proud of saying like, then that can help, you know, maybe get them more fans, get them to greater fame, et cetera. Um, but you know, to to go back to Sadie Dupuis, she's, she's been on all those playlists. She's been the cover woman on a lot of those playlists and has not really seen a lot of financial growth because of it, uh, or necessarily a, a huge rise in, in fame that you might expect. And it is kind of like you said, um, yes, there are some very wealthy artists out there. Um, but, you know, even even ones who are well-known indie artists are, are not necessarily, uh, you know, super rich or anything like that. Uh, and then the middle class artists and then again, the people who are starting out, it it makes it very hard uh, when, when you're talking about that low of a payout per stream while knowing that you have to be on there, like like that's uh, essentially the way people are getting paid. And if and if you're even on a smaller label, that label is going to force you to be on there.
1: So if you're assigned to a label, like I mean, ninety nine percent of people aren't independent. You have to. You don't, you get no choice.
0: Yeah, labels labels like Spotify, especially the big labels, uh, okay. th- the biggest labels uh, like Warner, uh, like Sony, like Universal. Uh, when, when Spotify was first coming into existence, uh, around 2006, uh, and then it was a, a few years after that, when it, when it came to America, uh, cause it's a Swedish company, uh, mm-hmm. these labels who had been pretty hostile to innovators in music before, uh, think of file sharing, uh, the Napsters, uh, Kazaa, uh, LimeWire. Uh, uh, you know They had essentially initiated litigation, either against those companies or against uh, people who used those uh, companies through file sharing. So when Spotify comes along, you think, all right, well, here's a new way that people can listen to music. What are these labels gonna do? Uh, and instead of suing Spotify, what they did was take money from Spotify. Uh, okay. They were given shares in, uh, in the company, uh, very large shares. So then when Spotify went public, um a few years ago they had a huge payday and they still own part of Spotify to this day even though they've cashed in some of those shares so it is beneficial for the labels to partner with Spotify and it is with Spotify that these sort of contracts uh are negotiated they're negotiated between the label and Spotify and then the artist is kind of uh downstream of that and and they get the payout after the label already gets paid
1: so the guy or girl making this main art like the person behind it they're like bottom of the river they're the last people
0: they are the last people yes it it, it's highly and it's a very complex uh way how this sort of equation works but yeah what happens is that you know spotify negotiates with the rights holders uh which are uh Uh, essentially the record label and then there's also uh, that's called recording rights and then there's publishing rights which go to like the songwriters um, and uh, a whole host of other people like distributors sometimes lawyers uh, a lot of people and so like let's say someone is a a singer songwriter they'll get a little cut of those publishing rights and then they'll get a little cut of the recording rights after it uh, comes down from the label but again what happens is Let's think of about it on a per stream basis again. Okay. So Spotify essentially takes 70%, uh, or I'm sorry, um, Spotify essentially takes about 30% of the revenue, uh, that they get from like every listener or whatever, if you will. And then 70% of it flows back into those two groups. I was talking about the recording rights and the publishing rights that ends up being for the recording rights, roughly a third of a cent per stream. And then it's the artist that gets a portion of that third of a cent.
1: Uh, so that third of a, a percent that you said earlier on, they don't even get that. Like they get a th- portion yeah, of
0: that. Correct. Of that third of a cent, they get a portion of it. Um, unless they, of course, are completely independent, which some artists are, but uh, most are not, um, or at least most who have uh, a decent following are not.
1: Yeah. Off the top of my head, Chance the Rapper is probably the only one I know that's actually independent. And I have hear quite a few horror stories of like, a rapper named like Logic, where he had a complete falling out with with his record label because of stuff like this.
0: Yeah, and and th- another interesting thing is uh, one uh, band that I uh, I did not speak to them, but I, I quoted them because uh, Eve Six's uh, lead singer is very active on Twitter and and talks a lot about finances and things like that. And with uh, you know that band was was really big in the '90s uh, and early 2000s. That was before streaming existed. So the yeah. contract that they have with Sony uh, kind of predates to then, uh, back then before streaming. And because of the way that that contract is structured, they don't get anything of that streaming revenue. They don't even get oh a portion God, of that, that third is. of a cent per stream. They get zero dollars and they have a song uh, that's still played on Spotify a lot today. Um, a, a couple of songs for that matter. And, and they don't see any revenue from it.
1: And this was like when they were trying to like when they signed with the record label, they didn't read the fine print enough or they just... They, they had...
0: read the fine print. They they had a lawyer and they had a pretty good deal, but this was the pre-streaming Freeze. era. And so, uh, you know, I, I don't know the exact details of it, but the way that it works out in the streaming era is that they are not compensated from Sony, um, from their music that is streamed on Spotify or other streaming platforms.
1: Gotcha, and I just bought a record last night. How much? Like, how does Spotify compare to that? Like, since I bought that record, say it was twenty five dollars, does the artist get the same percentage of that record?
0: So, uh, no. Um, it's again, it's it, it's very complicated, and and it depends uh, on uh, individual artists' sort of deal with their label, and then again, uh, probably how big of a deal that label is, like. You know sony to use again or, or warner they have these you know they have a lot more influence so they get a lot more money from uh a lot of these sales it's not going to a lot of other people's hands right um but generally speaking buying something like a physical album whether it's a cd uh or vinyl or uh, a digital uh sale for that matter the artist will probably make more uh than they would off of. Uh, if you're just streaming songs, uh, and I'll, I'll say why. And, and again, the caveat here is that everybody's deal is different, even with on Spotify, when I've been talking about this third of a cent uh, that goes to the record label and then the artist gets a portion. All of that changes a little bit depending on like exact specifics of, of deals. But anyway, uh, when, when you're buying a record uh, or like a CD or even a cassette tape, uh, you're essentially buying a lifetime of listens in one purchase, right? Yeah, Uh, you're paying 30 bucks or 25 bucks, like you said, for that. And you're going to listen to that for, you know, maybe the rest of your life, at least for a few years. Whereas mm-hmm. on Spotify and other streaming services, uh, it's kind of like you're just listening to one song at a time and you might come back and play it again. And the compensation comes in every time that song is played in just a very, very small way. So you're kind of stretching out uh, instead of the record being a one-time purchase for a lifetime, you're having a lot of small purchases and maybe that person will listen to you over a lifetime and maybe those fractions of cents will add up at, at some point, but it doesn't really uh, <laughs> work so well if you're trying to have a living uh, as an artist. It's, it's better to have that sort of upfront kind of payment to you in the form of that physical album instead of having these micro payments that come uh, little by little, maybe year after year. I want to say like the lottery like
1: oh you could win the 10 million up front or you can get increments of like 500,000 because people tend to blow their money away. And in that case, if you make the Spotify if in 40 years you make what you could have made selling those same albums, I want to say that could be ideal, but it's just so micro it's so micro that these small percentages aren't yeah, enough it's, to even it's like just live not on. enough.
0: It, it's not enough for an artist. It is enough for a record label, which is why record labels like this agreement. They have so much, especially again, the big ones. They have so many artists signed under them and they even have smaller labels under them that this, you know, micropayment system adds up to be a lot for them every year. It adds up to be a lot for them. And so they're doing just fine. And, and you even have outside investors who are buying the rights of uh, different musicians, especially older musicians. Um, you know, I, I don't, I'm, I'm trying to think of an example of one and struggling here, but people who are in the class of Neil young, you have groups like hedge funds and, and, and people who you would never guess buying their rights, because if it is part of this sort of like diverse investment portfolio, or if you have a whole range of artists streaming can be profitable. But if you are that artist who is fairly dependent on that for your income, Uh, And that alone, it is not profitable or uh, enough or sustainable, at least.
1: Spotify is like the main topic of the article. But at the same time, I kind of want to say, is this like a whole nother area where artists like, is it a fair trade where they get the majority of it because they do have to pay the lawyers, you said, or, or is this a whole nother predatory industry where most of our favorite artists are like mad at them, too?
0: Most of our favorite artists would say that they are not happy about this, and again, you will especially hear that from like the middle class of artists, the ones who are who are popular, but you know they're not in the top 40 on on the radio every day. But think back even to uh, 2014 or so, uh, Taylor Swift, when she was, uh, you know, just kind of hitting like the the peak of her fame that you know she sustained since then, of course. Uh, she was not on Spotify. She thought she was getting a raw deal. That's Taylor Swift, one okay. of the most popular musicians in the world. Um, so it it is something that uh, that they don't think they are. There was um, there was this one uh, musician who's particularly outspoken who is part of this union uh, that has kind of formed, and they really kind of point out uh, what they see as exploitative practices in the music industry and he kind of put it this way that you know back 30 years ago uh 40 years ago there was a lot of exploitation even when you know cds were uh being sold um by the million and and cassettes and everything like that because certain artists would you know sign these terrible deals sometimes sometimes it's because they were young and they got taken advantage of they would have to like uh make back these huge advantage uh, i'm sorry advances and they would really never profit but uh, as As this artist has said, with streaming, all of that has become systemic right it's not just like the one off deals that you can point out that are raw it's the whole thing
1: yeah there is no longer just an outlier it's just the way it is yeah wow nowadays like it's a new generation, so like before I guess you could go to local bars or clubs and that's how, sort of how you get your name out there. but nowadays, I feel like everybody has a streaming service if you're a like a starting off artists or you've been around for a while, but you're not big enough yet. Do you just kind of have to join Spotify now? Because I don't know how else you get people to listen to you. It's you're kind of forced to.
0: Yeah. I mean, the artists who I spoke to all said that they uh, they they have to be on it in some ways, mostly because of their label. Um, and. I, I didn't talk to any who are just like truly starting out and, you know, are not signed with a label, yeah. uh, but they they don't really have a choice. Um. That's that's kind of the thing. Like you have to kind of go where uh, where the ears are, I guess. And that is streaming Um. whether we like it or not. We're not going to go back to, you know, 1999, I believe was the peak year for uh, record sales before things started to kind of shift downward. Um. And that was when, you know, people would be able to have like one hit on the radio and somehow sell 3 million albums or something like that <laughs> and and so we're not going to go back to that because streaming and spotify in particular has made us used to having this uh incredible amount of <laughs> of of music and uh and artists that we can listen to on demand for only you know 10 dollars a month uh for for people like us here in America and 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 for some people, they just they get it for free. You know, they have that advertising tier as well. So we've been conditioned to think that, hey, uh, basically any artist in the entire world I want to listen to when I want, I can do it for ten dollars a month. And um, and if you just sort of think about that amount of money for the amount of music that like I listen to because I I listen to Spotify, uh, and it's made me a lot more guilty since I wrote that article um but it it just it just can't be good uh with the way that it's constructed right now and is there a better way to uh a more equitable way to do this i uh, the answer is potentially yes um but i i think that it will be difficult
1: yeah i'm kind of a part of that like i said i have spotify too and yeah for that price literally i've listened to i have 1600 songs downloaded and I'll listen to a good number of those each day. And that's just compared to, I'm old enough that I used to use Pirate Bay myself. Mm-hmm. So if I want to hear a new album, it was either the $1, $2 for a song or you spend money on the whole digital album. Or I would just go on Pirate Bay. It was a wicked hassle, which wicked pain. But I could just download an album I wanted and play it whenever I want. This saves me all that extra effort. But so like you said, there's a there could be potential ways to fix this. Does that include us having to spend more than $10 a month?
0: I that's that's one possible way. Um yeah, there's a few. I mean, so but like I was saying that there's like this very complex weird equation right that Spotify uses to do payouts. So even if we did uh like let's say they started charging $14 a month or $15 a month, well a lot of users might quit, so then the overall bucket of revenue might end up being the same amount. And if that's the case and they continue to use the same payout formula, it might not change that much Um, because this is, um, you know, kind of interesting that as Spotify has grown by, you know, tens of millions of users, you know, per year over the last seven or eight years, the average per stream payout has actually gone down. It's, It's because of the way this this very complex equation works. So just having more people Um, or more um, revenue per user um, would not necessarily lead to a bigger payout. Um, uh, Something more realistic might be Spotify could give more money back. Uh, Like I was saying earlier, roughly 70% of Spotify's revenue goes back to um, the, the rights holders of songs. There are other services out there. Uh, Bandcamp among them that give closer to 85 to 90% of revenues back to rights holders. So that's one way. Um, And then finally, um, you know, this would be um, a little bit easier, but maybe not as beneficial as some of those other ways. Artists have told me that they would just like to have Spotify be more supportive in having other revenue streams for artists on their service. And so, what does that mean? you've maybe seen uh, Spotify give you a reminder that um, an artist's concert is coming up. Um, I think there was uh, I think on some version of Spotify and they update it all the time, so I I don't know if it's on the current one. They would have a link to where you can maybe click on merchandise for artists. But it's they're not very good at doing that, though. Um, Like I was saying, I don't I'm not even sure if they still have that link for merchandise. And I feel like they're pretty inconsistent with letting you know if a concert is in town for some of the artists you listen to. There are basically other ways that Spotify could easily highlight that would help artists make more money without a lot of trouble, and they're not really doing those. And then finally, uh, this is like another way that could help out artists that I wrote about in the article, and it's um, uh, you know a little bit more complicated than those others, uh, but there is uh, such a thing as a user centric payment system um so instead of like this really complex equation that spotify uses right now where artists are paid as a proportion of all total streams within a monthly period artists would be paid uh based on their proportion proportion of streams that of each individual who streams them and now that's a mouthful uh but it would amount to Um, like, let's say like, I only listen to, uh, Charlie XCX, who's one of my favorite artists. It would essentially mean that my entire $10 would go to Charlie XCX in a month as it is now. Uh, instead my $10 just enters this gigantic pot of money and then it's divided up by like a bunch of other stuff. And then it goes back to the rights holders of Charlie XCX and it's not the full $10.
1: Gotcha. So your $10, like you're helping that charlie XES, mm-hmm. you're helping him but instead of him getting that direct ten dollars yeah helping her sorry um she's getting the like point zero 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 be right. because you're right because of that of. incredibly
0: complex equation whereas you know and and it might not for and again like this user-centric payment system that i just described there wouldn't necessarily lead to more money for every artist but there's a good chance that it would lead to more money for some and particularly yeah. middle class artists,
1: especially the the guys and girls that gets a uh, hundred listens a month, like that's ten dollars. If you were like if they were your favorite artist, like that's, if
0: that was the only artist that you listened that you, to, w- even if you listen to them a hundred times, yeah, it would they would get ten bucks for it. Whereas they don't get nearly that much right now. If if I had a favorite artist that I listened to a hundred times a month, they would not get my ten dollars.
1: Why don't they do that? Does Spotify lose money themselves because of it, or just? I, I
0: honestly, I honestly don't know. And I, I reached out to Spotify um, f- for my article and they did not get back to me. Um, and, and I can't say that I've found any sort of instance where the you know, CEO or any executives have really discussed that. But th- that is the way that other streaming services. And um, I, I don't remember which ones um, I'm trying to think the names of them. But there are a couple of other streaming services, not not the like big ones uh, that that we probably know as well that do um pay that way so it's not it's not completely foreign uh but it's just not the way spotify does it
1: not only that i saw from your article that the big names like say um drake or ed sheeran i don't know them in particular but i know big names like them they get higher percentage cuts than like again lower starting out artists because their labels negotiated better percentages
0: Well, for sure, like they're, you know, they're on the big labels. And so those labels have, they've negotiated really good, or at least the best you can get, uh, payout percentages from Spotify and then Drake and, and Ed Sheeran have likely been able to use their increased fame to negotiate a higher cut of the cut that the label gets from Spotify. So yeah, they, they do get more, but I I still want to emphasize that even for them, it's, it's not a whole lot of money uh, when you think about how often those people are streamed uh, on yeah. Spotify.
1: Yeah. And then you mentioned earlier how Spotify could do a better job telling people to like showing merchandise, showing concerts. So as much as Spotify is flawed, I feel like, again, I want to say the record label is like it almost shouldn't be on Spotify to do this merch stuff to fix it. It should be on the label because that's 70%. That's like a larger Portion than the thirty percent that Spotify hoards,
0: right? It, it's a fair point uh, that that the labels probably should be. And and look, I mean, like I was saying, like the relationship between artist and label has been fraught, uh, uh, to say the least, um, in the entire existence of the recording industry, in you know since labels have existed. But I, I think it comes down to this sort of overall. Kind of big picture that I was talking about earlier about how we've been conditioned to pay $10 a month and have an unlimited number of artists and songs uh, at our fingertips. And that system that exists essentially makes it impossible uh, for um, artists to get enough money. And as if Spotify were really serious about artists, uh, like this is going to sound like very extreme, but I mean, there are people who think that Spotify probably shouldn't exist. Like if, if you can't have an equitable system, um, then there should not be that system. There needs to be something else. And that's kind of uh, you know extreme to say the least. And I don't think that we're going to live in that world anytime soon. But um, I, I think that when you look at how streaming functions, it just can't be... Uh, even if it becomes, you know, not, if it, if it becomes 90 percent uh, instead of 70 percent that goes back to the rights holders, it's still not going to be that much money and and probably not going to bring artists near where they want to be um, or maybe even where they used to be if they had good record deals in the 90s.
1: And when people say they don't want Spotify to exist, does that mean like it's just Spotify itself or like all streaming services?
0: Not necessarily all streaming services. Um, you know, people definitely have a beef with the other streaming services, too. But Spotify, the, uh, to go back to this average per stream payout of, you know, roughly a third of a cent, that's uh, among the lowest of all the uh, big streaming services. So, uh, you know, Napster, which actually still exists uh, and is no longer the kind of original file sharing service that got the record industry you know pissed off at everyone in the first place in the late 90s. It's now a legitimate streaming service. Uh, They pay roughly three times per stream uh, what Spotify does, or or their average payout ends up being that much. Tidal, uh, about the same, about three times as much. Apple, twice as much as Spotify. Amazon uh, even pays about maybe 10 or 20% more uh, than Spotify back to the artist per stream. Uh, YouTube uh, is actually less than Spotify, though, so um, a lot of artists are, of course, not happy with YouTube either. Um, Spotify is the most powerful in in that category though, um, of the streamers. YouTube, obviously, very, very powerful. so there there is an issue with other um other streaming services as well. But um I would bring Bandcamp up uh, again, uh, which maybe people aren't as familiar with that, but that's a website where you can both download, buy uh, stream. you you can buy full albums from artists or you can like use it for streaming. Uh, as well and it has as Sadie Dupuis told me even if you looked at those like months where she was like the the cover uh, kind of like the artist on the cover of some of these really big Spotify playlists yeah she was payouts,
1: on four playlists for like a month right?
0: right? right yeah like basically at the same time and uh, she says still even then like sort of at the height of when Spotify actually liked her uh, and it doesn't much like her anymore now that she's become pretty <laughs> outspoken uh, that in a year uh, she would she would make less off Spotify than she would on Bandcamp in a month. and And wow. so I, I think that there are these other services that provide a variety of ways for people to support artists and buy music and to it, it, I think it just gives people more variety. um And because when people see that variety, I think they see it more as, okay, like I can do this. And maybe it'll cost me a little bit more, but I really like this artist, so I'm gonna do it. And I think Spotify just doesn't make you think that way um, quite as much. So I think that is um, when people say like, hey, let's get rid of Spotify, what they're talking about. And uh, don't get me wrong, that's probably not gonna happen anytime soon, but it's nevertheless where some people would like to see things go.
1: And to play the devil's advocate side, so like Bandcamp is this the same monthly uh you pay the same $10 a month and they're able to function as a company or are they not making enough revenue that they can't exist almost
0: Well, so Bandcamp is, is quite a bit different than that. Like it's it is like a thing where like if you um you know if if you want to buy someone's record you you buy their record. Um it's it's more or if you want a, a digital download you buy the digital download of it.
1: So streaming and is not the main part of it. Does it even no, stream? No,
0: it's uh, they do have streaming and I don't know, you don't pay like a monthly fee for it. Um, I, yet yeah, I don't know the exact sort of particulars, but, okay. uh, it's, it is quite a bit different than the just $10 a month flat model. Um, and there are artists, um, for instance, ones who are fairly well known. Um, I'll, I'll bring up one, uh, called Katie day who's in, uh, Australia and who I listen to, she, you know, she gets reviewed on like pitchfork. Um, you know, she has a, a pretty good amount of hype on a lot of music sites for her most recent album that came out this year. She has not released it on any streaming service, does not plan to, and has only released it on Bandcamp. Uh, and so she has the power to do that. Again, most artists do not, but there are some who, uh, may go that route, uh, just like she did.
1: Yeah. And for completely different reasons, like Kanye West, apparently his new album is going to be on this like $200. I don't even know what it's called, but like you buy and then they mail it to your house.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he—he's actually another good example of a superstar who doesn't make as much money as you would think off Spotify. Um, A lot of um, his—he during you know he goes on a lot of tweet storms, as uh, as as I'm sure a lot of listeners know. Uh, So on one of those, I think he like released one of his contracts at some point. And so, you know, when we're talking about, you know, the money that goes back to rights holders, that one third of a cent per stream, uh, he basically revealed in one of those contracts that he only gets um, around 14% to 25% of that one third of a cent that goes back to the label. So that's Kanye West.
1: What would be a
0: more appropriate percentage? Well, I I think a more appropriate one would be something like um, 50-50, you know, split it with the label. And there are definitely some artists who have that, but um, uh, in in Britain at least, which is not quite the same uh, in in terms of the size of the music industry, but the uh, politicians there have actually kind of really studied this a lot, and and they found that uh, the it was pretty rare for an artist to even get like twenty five percent. That it, it's it's quite a bit lower than that usually.
1: So Bandcamp isn't the streaming as much, but what about Tidal? Like you said, that's a better one. Is that close enough to a good
0: percentage or still not there? I I would, I would again say that it's probably still not there. Um, you know, artists say that streaming in general is just not that helpful to them. Like it's just an economic model that is, is good for, you know, these kind of tech CEOs and, and record label executives and not so much for the artists, but it is better. And like I was saying the the payout per stream, um, on average, comes out to be roughly three times what it is on Spotify. So that's quite a bit, um, that's quite a large difference. Like if everybody migrated, uh, every user that is uh, decided to get rid of Spotify and then they changed to title and I'm not um, all that familiar with what titles equation is for for payouts, so I, I can't say this for sure. But if that payout stayed the same that it is now, then that would be a much better deal for artists, a much, much better deal.
1: Part of the appeal with Spotify, like one of the reasons I got in the first place was you see like Apple is this wicked phone company, laptops, TVs, like they're this big name and same with Amazon. But then I started hearing a bit that Spotify tried to show themselves as the underdog, the smaller company trying to make it bigger. Are they like that? Or was that just a ploy they sort of tried to greenwash the public with?
0: That, that's a really good question. Um, if there is one reason, uh, after listening to this podcast, if, if, if you feel like I've been really sort of, you know, doom and gloom and maybe hard on Spotify, uh, and I think that there is actually a reason why um, Spotify is not necessarily like just, you know, some, you know, evil, massive, big tech kind of corporation that people might fear is that it is actually quite a bit smaller than Apple. It oh. is quite a bit smaller than Amazon. And those are companies that are in their field right now. You know, Apple, you can listen to music there. Same with on Amazon. And they're battling those companies. And so a reason why that they would say that they are not going to increase their payouts is because they have to contend with them. And they, have, they, I mean, Spotify has, you know, more or less not turned a profit in, in any quarter. Uh, since it's existed, there's maybe been a quarter here or there where they have, um, but they are trying to build up so that way they can um, kind of become big enough so they don't have to worry about Amazon and Apple anymore.
1: So what was it? Uh, 10 million new users a quarter?
0: Um, it's I think it might even be more than that. Um, their growth has been I'm trying to think here uh, if I have the number in front of me, um they have, yeah, I I can't find the number right now, uh, but they their growth has been, you know, it, it's been extraordinary. Um, and I, I think it's millions more uh, that they get per quarter. Yeah. And, and that's, I mean, they're a global company. Yeah. So it's, it's all over the globe.
1: And they're still not big enough. They're still, like, they still need to keep growing to be big enough.
0: Yeah. So that's the, the kind of, there's kind of two sides to this sort of, payouts that we've been talking about here, uh, the whole time in the same way that I mentioned that there's like, since it's so complex and there's like these odd proportions, and even as there's been more users, like the payout hasn't really grown for artists. In fact, it's kind of gotten smaller as big as Spotify keeps growing. Um, the more users they have, et cetera, they still have to give back 70% of those revenues, more or less to the artists. So no matter how big they get, how, how big their pot of money gets because of so many users, it's always going to let's we have to give back 70%. Um, and as you grow, your costs increase. And so they just haven't gotten to that sort of Goldilocks level yet where they have uh, been able to become profitable and which is part of the reason why they're getting into podcasting, which is a lot less expensive for Spotify.
1: Yeah, podcasting, actually, we do want to ask about in a second for, I think, obvious reasons. <laughs> but I remember, uh, who's the guy? Daniel Eck, is that it? The creator, yeah, or the founder? Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, I uh, heard yeah. Um, some artists tried talking to him and he seemed like he didn't care. Like, even if he were to reach this Goldilocks, he seemed like the kind of person that is just sort of in it for himself or it's like, it is what it is. Sorry to the
0: artist. I mean, that's, that's what the art, some artists say that, uh, and I, I, I can't, you know, really answer that question too well. Um, like I said, Spotify did not respond to my, uh, interview requests, but yeah, there, there's definitely, you know, plenty of artists who are not happy with Daniel Ek who have kind of said, he's just this, uh, you know, this kind of tech CEO who's not interested in, in really, uh, doing things for, for musicians on, on the positive side though, uh, we look at these small percentages of artists, right. That are making, you know, even $10,000 a year off Spotify or even $1 million per year. Those are Spotify. the big, like and, and
1: top 0.1%. Yeah, though, right? It's an
0: incredibly yeah. small number, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Spotify, they show year over year growth at least of people who are making that much money. It's still okay. a very small number. Um, so that's, that's kind of what I think Daniel Eck would point to um, and what he has pointed to in sort of public disclosures that uh, we're working on it. And obviously there are more than a few artists who would say they need to work a little bit harder.
1: Gotcha. And now, so there's the music side. Now the podcast side is, I want to say they spent like a billion dollars because they bought out Gimlet, which is a very huge podcast network. They bought out Joe Rogan. They bought out, like a few other big name, either networks or artists. So is that, is that where Spotify makes the majority of their money? Is that the whole new basket?
0: So it, it's not where they make the majority of their money, but it is where they make an ever increasing amount of money. And, uh, y- you're right that they've, they've spent, um, you know, not quite a billion dollars, but pretty darn close, um, purchasing a lot of different companies and different shows. Um, if you look at uh, 2021 last year, uh, their podcasting revenue uh, in the second quarter was up 627% year over year. Um, and the, the best way to think of how Spotify makes revenue from, from, codca- from podcasting is basically ads. And their ad revenue share um, last year in, in Q4 was about 15%, which was a record high for them. And Eck, you know, the founder has said that 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 ad revenue may um, reach as high as 30% to 40% in the next five or 10 years, which would show that podcasting, aka ad revenue, will probably never be a majority for them. But in the near future, it could be close to a majority.
1: If you're a company like Spotify, you got to be so excited for this because you're making all of this money or you're staying afloat. You have this model from music and then it's like, Oh, here's this whole other growing population, a whole nother income. And when you say ad revenue, Joe Rogan podcast, it's not like the people who are free Spotify who now listen to podcasts too. It's like Joe Rogan where 10 minutes in there's like three ads or like those kind of ad revenues.
0: Exactly. That kind of ad revenue. The, I mean, the other kind would probably still count within like that same sort of bucket of revenue, but, um, it's uh this would be they're getting a lot of that revenue from what you were saying of those three ads that play every you know 20 minutes during the joe rogan podcast
1: and another part of that like billion they spent in the podcast industry was um do you know what anchor is yes yeah so anchor i actually use anchor because i'm cheap and i don't like spend money (laughs) Yeah, Spotify brought out that for people that don't know. It's where you upload your audio and it goes up to Spotify, all their streaming services. And I guess they make money through advertisements there too, but I don't advertise my podcast. Am I making Spotify money by being an Anchor member or just having my podcast on Spotify?
0: Not necessarily. You might be making them a little bit um, off of Anchor, but it'd be very small. Uh, how Anchor and, and Megaphone, which is similar work, mm-hmm. uh, are that uh, they allow people who who use them right, and who do have ads, uh, they, the person who's hosting that podcast ends up getting some revenue out of that. But then so does Anchor, which is owned by Spotify. So maybe around 50% of it or something would go back to Spotify. Again, there'd be a lot of variables in there. Um, but that said, uh, for podcasters who are on the platform, but aren't, um, uh, who aren't having any ads, uh, on, on anchor or whatever that, that Spotify would get a cut of, you're still in some ways, um, making money for Spotify in arguably the most valuable way. And that would be because people are listening to you and, uh, therefore some amount of their attention and their $10 that they are paying per month is devoted to this podcaster. And if you were a music artist, then Spotify would have to pay you, uh, rights, you know, that rights holder kind of fees and everything like that, but they don't have to pay podcasters anything. And that's the beauty of the, uh, podcasting business model for Spotify. Uh, they, they have these upfront costs for people like Joe Rogan, um, or call her daddy, another popular show. Um, but then after that, it's, it's basically smooth, smooth sailing, uh, for Spotify.
1: That brings up another good point. So yeah, shouldn't I be getting that third of a penny for each person that streams?
0: No, because, uh, it's, Uh, it's different than, it's different than songs. Cause it just, is. that is not the way (laughs) podcasting works and, uh, probably never will.
1: Oh, that's too bad. (laughs) Yeah. Cause Spotify last time I checked makes, uh. I want to say 29% of my streaming Apple Podcasts my most popular Spotify second. And then just splits up with like the other 30 other platforms. What percentage does Spotify own of the overall market? Like everybody that has a streaming service, what percent is Spotify, Apple, Amazon title, et cetera.
0: For, for podcasting or just uh, streaming in general,
1: just streaming in general.
0: Okay. Um, uh, Yeah, because I I don't know the answer for podcasting. But if you're talking streaming, period, uh, Spotify owns about one third of the global streaming uh, market. That's uh, by subscriber, not by like total number of streams. And that's first Um, place
1: or like second?
0: Spotify is in first place by quite a bit. Apple Music is second with about 15%. Amazon Music is 13%. You know, we were talking about Tidal. It's very niche. um it's it's not even it's not even two percent. it's It's less than two percent.
1: I want to get title. I really do, but I just love the Spotify yearly wrapped. Like that's the whole reason I still use it, and I can't leave and, it
0: and and that's the thing that's been very successful for them. They've really um kind of found a way to be this very shareable kind of service, right? that you would want to put on instagram and and obviously yeah. wrapped. Uh, is particularly like that when you you know on December first or December fifth, whatever day they they put it out every year, um all of a sudden all of your friends' Instagram counts are just showing like their top ten songs and and whatnot
1: yeah actually, yeah, that's a quick little good point. I think I saw a fortune said Spotify saved the music industry, and the music industry was going down because of pirating and now it's coming back up. Is Spotify like a necessary evil? Or are they actually doing more good for the artists? technically? Well,
0: I mean, yeah, I think it it comes back down to a little of, um, it it just depends on what side you want to take. Like, I, I think that there is, um, an argument that they are and, and certainly recording, uh, the recording industry is making roughly, I would say double, uh, the amount of money, um, that it made just in 2014 compared to now you're talking around 7 billion, I think was what the. Uh, recording Industry Association of America said the industry was in in 2014, and now it's probably more like 15 billion, maybe even a little bit more than that. So, in in that sense, yeah, the recording industry is a lot healthier, but are artists um, healthier than they were in 2014? And a lot of them would, like Sadie Dupuis, would would tell you no, that um, that they really are not, and and it's because of that very complex equation and the sort of way that um, Both Spotify and the record labels have um, a lot of power, and a uh, mutual—they're mutually beneficial to each other in a way that does not always help the artist out.
1: Yeah, it's like they're teaming up on the artist—the one that's should be front and center, the best of the best.
0: Yeah, which is you know, I mean, that's how business versus uh, versus art has has kind of gone for um, you know for for many many years and this is just kind of the 21st century version of that um to a you know maybe to a a very far level
1: all right then um i think i'm out of questions thanks for coming out to the show mark that and is there a final point you want to make for the audience a final message you want to leave them with
0: yeah i mean i i think i would just kind of maybe uh Emphasize a lot of of what I've said earlier that, you know, a lot of artists, um, from the middle-class artists to even the superstars have, uh, legitimate problems with, uh, the way that Spotify compensates them, um, Spotify, uh, you know, they like to say though, that they are, uh, they, they have made the record industry healthier though. And there's no denying that. And they say, um, that a growing number of artists, um, per year are making more money. It, it just, you know, most owners would tell you it's just not nearly enough yet.
1: Well, sounds good. Again, Mark Dent, thanks so much for coming on the show.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me.
1: And that was Mark Dent. To see his article, you'll see a link for that in the description below. If you're tuning in through the radio, I highly recommend you go to the podcast. You'll see more features, more trailers. It just helps out my show a lot more too. You can find more content at PodcastTheWay.com. This is FM 91.7 WHUS stores at the top of the hour. And this is 90.3 WRIU South Kingston at the top of the hour. Don't forget to share, like, review. Every little bit helps. I do appreciate it. It helps me take on the giants like Spotify. PodcastTheWay.com for more information. And as always, deuces. This has been The Way Podcast. If you want to know more about The Way Podcast, go to podcasttheway.com.